Hey Trademark, what's up? So glad that you guys are tuning in this week as we are in our series playlist. Uh, it's such a fun series. You get to take a song and then preach on the truths that are in it, which has just been awesome. Um, we're continuing. I, I did this intro two weeks ago uh, where Paul talks about um, even your own poets have said, and we're the idea is basically taking a secular song and saying, look, they're saying biblical truths. They might not be saying it accurately. They not be, not, might not be saying it on purpose, but there's some biblical truths in some of these songs. And so we just thought it'd be a fun series to pull those songs and put them in front of you, have a listen, and then preach what the Bible says that's similar to what they're saying or more accurate than what they're saying or maybe even opposite of what they're saying. Uh, so week one, I preached on the song Joy by Bastille, and uh, that was good. Last week, Adam uh, preached a powerful message, and he used the song Mercy by Bethel, which isn't secular, but whatever. We'll talk about that later. This week, um, we're going to be using the song Sunday Best by Surfaces. Sunday Best by Surfaces. Um, if you got your Bibles, and you should have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Philippians and just start there in chapter one. We're going to kind of be all over the place. Um, but, but here's what we're asking you to do, if possible. While you turn to Philippians, the next thing I'd like you to do is, if possible, pause the sermon in just a moment and go listen to the song, Sunday Best by Surfaces. It's a clean song. It's a good song. And I would even actually recommend this week the music video. It's a fun music video if you can find it, if you have access to it. Give a listen. Watch the video if possible. Find it some way, somehow. Sunday Best by Surfaces. Go ahead and pause the video right here and then come back after you hear that and get into the message tonight. pause it? <laughs> okay, sweet. Hey, feeling good like I should. Went and took a walk around the neighborhood. It's a good song. Feeling blessed. Come on. Never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday best. I probably sounded terrible. No EQs in this room, but you get it. Feeling good like I should. I'm calling this sermon Permission granted. Permission granted. I love the joy that this song brings. It's so uplifting. It may be one of the most uplifting songs I've heard in a long time. And I don't know about you, but I want to feel like this song makes me feel all the time, every day. I want to feel like this, like in every situation, I want to always be feeling good like I should. How we feel when life is good. That's what we want. That's what we strive for. So many people have lived their lives pursuing the good life or, or feeling good. The, the, the way that you feel when, when the sun is shining, when your team is winning, when you're he healthy and happy and hardened, you're feeling good like you should. And most people um, are pursuing that. And, and in Philippians, I would say Philippians is the most joyful book in the Bible. And so we're going to look at Philippians because it's full of joy. It's uplifting. In fact, Paul, uh, who, who wrote Philippians, uses the Greek words for 
joy or rejoicing, I think like 16 times throughout the book, and there's only like 100 verses. So, so that's awesome. And he writes this book while he's in prison. That's right. He's in prison. He's in a Roman prison. It, you can think of it as like dingy and gross. And normally we would associate prison with some misery, some, some trial, some heartache, some obstacle, uh, something that's not good. But even in prison, he's surrounded by all these terrible things, and he writes the most joyful book in the Bible, Philippians. Hopefully you're there. If you're there, we can start by saying this before we step into anything. There are no bad days with Jesus. Say no bad days. No bad days. There are no bad days with Jesus. In Philippians 3, 1 and 4, 4, and throughout the book, you hear Paul saying, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. We have songs, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, always rejoice. This is a theme throughout Philippians, and if you have time this week, go ahead and read the book of Philippians. It's a quick read, and you could say you read the whole book. Uh, but, but real quick, let's focus in on Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. So flip there real quick, Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. It says this, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, see, there's no bad days with Jesus. We can rejoice in the Lord. And what does that even mean? What does it mean that throughout life, we continuously, daily, in every situation, rejoice in the Lord? Well, it means a few things. Rejoice in the Lord means that, that we rejoice in the truth of Jesus. We rejoice in, in all the truths that we know about Jesus, that in his word and, and, and what his word tells us, that who he is, and then the attributes that God has, what he's done and what he will do. We, this is this personally affects us. This profoundly should change us. This should fill us with joy. We should be feeling good. We should be like feeling good like I should. If you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, you should feel good and permission granted. It's okay to feel good, even in a dark world, even in the midst of sin, even in the midst of chaos in your home or chaos in your community or chaos in your nation. It's okay. Permission granted feel good. You should feel good. You have Jesus. And and that changes everything. We have him as our savior. When we rejoice in the Lord, when we we feel good because of Jesus, that, that means we're rejoicing that he is our Lord, that he gives us direction and guidance, that he is our savior, that he has saved us from from our sin, that he has called us to a life that is his, that he has adopted us into his family. He is a great treasure, and so we can rejoice in the Lord. It also means he gives us deeper, better, purer, sweeter, more lasting pleasure and gladness than anything this world has to offer. 
Adam says it all the time, Jesus, you are better than anything in this world, right? And, and that's so important for us to know, even in this world, when everything in this world is falling apart, it's not as good as Jesus, so permission granted, keep feeling good. You should feel good. You have Jesus. Uh, Paul says in, in Philippians 3, 8, I'm gonna be using all kinds of verses in Philippians, so keep up. Philippians 3, 8, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I count everything as loss compared to Jesus. I have Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord means that there is a new song in our hearts and, 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 and that there, this song is the song of the redeemed and nothing can drown out our song. Nothing can steal our joy. Nothing can, can take away this feeling of being good because we have a good God and he is the chief object of our joy. And so feel good. You should feel good. Permission granted. There are no bad days with Jesus, even in a hurting world, even in tough circumstances. Feeling good, like I should. It's such a good line. My son, I didn't even know he knew this song. I, I've just been singing this song the last couple of days, and he chimed in. I was like, you know that song? He was like, yeah, like I should. I was like, hey, props, kid. But, but we should feel good. We have Jesus. Not only that, but permission granted, not only to, to feel good that you have Jesus, not, not only are there no bad days because of Jesus, but permission granted to feel good about others. It's okay. Like, if you need permission to celebrate others, here it is, right? And you don't necessarily need a song. You have the Lord. You have Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. Turn there real quick. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. Listen to how Paul talks about his brothers and sisters in Christ. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And it is right, like I should, it is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Paul rejoices in the Lord and he rejoices in his people. He rejoices in the Lord and he rejoices in the people of God. It's okay, permission granted to feel good about others, to celebrate their success, to enjoy your partnership that you have with them. But Paul is thankful that he has them and he urges them, he urges them, hey, keep giving me joy, complete my joy, make my joy complete. I want to keep celebrating you. I want to feel good like I should all the time because of you, because my brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to celebrate you. I want to rejoice with you. It's weird, right? Because we're so committed to rejoicing about God and being God-focused. It almost, it almost feels like, it almost feels like sin. Like, we're not supposed to be feeling good about other people. We should only be feeling good about God. But like, like it almost feels idolatrous, like a scary word that's human-centered or, or something like that. It's human-centered joy. But it's not, right? We're rejoicing in what God is doing. Permission granted. And let me just give you a few points. When, when we, rejoice, we, we rejoice in God's people for Christ's sake. We rejoice in God's people for Christ's sake. We celebrate 
the work that he has done, is doing, and will bring to completion in them and through them. So we celebrate them. And it should make us feel good to see our brothers and sisters in Christ accomplishing things, growing in their faith, uh, accomplishing even just steps in life. We, we celebrate our graduates recently. Uh, the, the, the three who actually uh, participated in, su- in Sunday, we had Josiah, Ari, and Summer, and we celebrate them. We want to honor them. They, they did something awesome. We, we celebrate our graduates every single year, and we should celebrate them. Permission granted. It feels good to celebrate other people. We should celebrate them. We rejoice in what Christ is doing. We rejoice in how Christ is helping. We rejoice when we see, God's, when we see God open people's eyes and come to faith. That should be a moment of celebration that when they begin to realize the supreme worth and beauty of Jesus Christ, when they begin to be impacted by his gospel preached and proclaimed to them. We celebrate that. Lives are being changed. People's hearts are being made new. Uh, Generations are affected by someone hearing and responding to the gospel. We rejoice in people. We, We rejoice when we see God answer prayers in our community. We rejoice when we see victory over sin, when we see someone who is struggling in addiction fight it and fight it and fight it. We rejoice every step of the way. We celebrate every single victory, and we should. We should feel good that God is working in us and in others, in our community, with our brothers and sisters. We feel good. We rejoice, and we should. Permission granted. We rejoice when we see people maturing in their love, their holiness, their knowledge of God. We rejoice in that. Man, we, we should rejoice when we hear that people are, are spending more time in God's word. We should rejoice when we hear that people are spending more time praying. That should feel good to us to see other people knowing, believing, trusting, growing, maturing in their faith. That should feel good. Permission granted. Permission granted to feel good about others. Not only that, but Permission granted to rejoice through pain or trials or struggles. Permission granted. You should feel good even in the midst of pain and trials. (coughs) Excuse me. Paul calls us to rejoice in the Lord always, always, which includes the painful times in life, the trials that we go through, the obstacles that we face. Um, Philippians, the whole book, draws our attention to various challenges for joy, various challenges that want to rob you of that I'm feeling good uh, feeling or moment, the, the, the feeling good. And we, we see examples in Philippians of prison, and we see opponents, and we see people grumbling, and we either even see disunity in, in the church. And these are all areas where we can be robbed of our joy. We can be robbed of this feeling good like we should attitude. And and, and Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always, even in pain, even in obstacles, even when others are falling short, even when yourself are falling short. We rejoice in the Lord. And, And Paul rejoices in the Lord always, even while he is sitting in a prison cell, even while he is maligned by his enemies. Even when he's hearing reports of sin and strife in the church, he still rejoices in the Lord. There's this verse in the song that that goes like this. Hey, some days you wake up and nothing works. You feel surrounded. Gotta give your feet some gravity to get you grounded. Keep good things inside your ears just like the waves and sound did. And just say whatever because there is no way around it. And, and, And then one of the 
one of the guys who sings for Surfaces Forest is his name. He, he said this about that. He said, yeah, um, either you're rooted or you're not. And if you're not rooted, then circumstances are going to pull you in whichever direction. And every day you're going to be a different person or go through a different thing. I think it's really important just to be rooted in who you are and your identity. And it's important to figure that out. So, so, so there's this line in there, right? There's actually a couple of verses about struggles and, and when life is around you and, and you feel like you're failing and, and the guys who wrote this song, they're actually saying it's important to know who you are. It's important to be rooted in what's going on. That's a biblical truth, right? We, we speak this all the time that we know that our identity is in Christ. We need to know who we are so we know how to function in this world. We need to know who, who we are in Christ so that we know that we're loved. We've preached through this even during this quarantine. Right? That we know who we are. So how do we stay rooted? How do we stay rooted like this song is suggesting? Or, or maybe it's better to ask, in whom should we stay rooted? Who should we be rooted in? Our feeling good is not anchored or rooted in circumstances. It's not. But, but it's in Jesus. And, and he will never disappoint. Right? He, he, will, he will never disappoint. He will always deliver. And we are rooted in him. And so we can feel good even when storms are coming because we're rooted in Jesus Christ. We can feel good even in pain because we're rooted in him. And, and so Christian joy is the great pleasure and happiness that we feel. We, we, whether or not the sun is shining, whether or not our team is winning, whether or not we are healthy or hurting, because our Redeemer lives, because we belong to him, and because he is making all things new, we are rooted in him, we can feel good. We can rejoice. We can walk around with a smile on our face and a song in our heart, and it's okay. Permission granted. Even in storms to feel good. Even in trials to feel good. When we encounter challenges, we tend to complain. We tend to complain and, and lose sight that we're rooted in our all-sufficient God. We lose sight of Him. We, we respond like the Israelites did when, they're, when, when they were grumbling about food after they were exiting from Egypt, right? But Philippians calls us to rejoice in the Lord always. How do we do that? Well, it's by reframing our present challenges in light of who Jesus is. It's, it's reframing the situation we're going through because we know that we're going to make it, not by chance, not by luck, not just because we said we're going to make it, but because we're rooted in Christ and we trust him and we lean on him and he carries us through. So we, fra- we reframe our suffering, we rejoice in God and it's okay to feel good even in the worst situations that we face because we have Jesus, because we have Jesus. As I was thinking through this this week, you know, we have palm trees all around, and you'll see palm trees, I mean, just tall, giant trees growing in the middle of a desert. Like, you start driving out to Palm Desert, Indio, Joshua Tree, you'll see some palm trees that are just growing in the middle of ground that seems like it has never been watered, where the wind is just blowing. And, and, and on the, the outside, if you just look at that, you're like, man, that tree is suffering. That tree is is, is about to fall over. It's about to wither and die because it doesn't have the resources it needs. But, but what we don't see is that that tree, that a palm tree's roots go so deep, that they're so strong, that it can be a beautiful tree even without 
rain for many days. It can be a beautiful, strong tree even when winds are howling. And it stands strong because it's rooted. Its roots go down deep. Now, in your faith, in your faith, you can feel good. You should feel good. And as you dig deeper into your faith, as you begin to study God's word more, as you begin to celebrate your faith and who you are in Christ, as you begin to celebrate other people and their growth in Christ and how how God's using them and changing them and challenging them, your roots are going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you'll realize that you can have joy even in the worst situations. And, And here's what's crazy. Some of you have been through some really hard stuff. And so you know what I'm talking about, hopefully. Some of you have had it pretty good. I was one of those who had it pretty good. But, but I was consistent and, and, and really strived to dig my roots deep. I, I was studying God's word. I was striving to be more like Jesus. I was not perfect, but I was pursuing perfection. And, and these are, this is what I was working on and growing. And then, you guys know my story. My, my life kind of fell apart. My, my, I got this rare disease. My, my kidneys failed. All these things started happening. The doctors gave me six months to live. And all of a sudden, my, my pretty good life went to pretty messed up real quick. And, and, and what I like to tell people is I found out, I found out that my faith works. I had faith before. I was, I was digging deep. I was feeling good a lot. And, and yet when the tests and the trials came, what, what stood the test was my faith, that I had Jesus, that I was rooted and secure in him, that, that I could feel good even in the worst days of my life, that I could say ridiculous statements like no bad days while laying in a hospital bed because I have Jesus, that I could celebrate other people's victories even while myself, I, I wasn't experiencing many but I had Jesus. And I, and I hope you understand this, that, that you should feel good. Permission granted. You should feel good all the time simply because you have Jesus Christ. You're in the family. You belong. You're rooted. You're strong. So if you're struggling to feel good, if you're struggling to experience the joy that Philippians talks about, that Paul is expressing through this book, I would challenge you to dig those roots a little deeper. To, to, to begin to stir some joy, to look at others and, and, and point out areas that you can rejoice with others, to look at Christ and, and to know that you're his, that you belong to him. And, and even in these times where it's hard for you to find joy, remember you have Christ. Those roots are deep and you can feel good, permission granted. You can feel good even when life is hard. You can feel good because you have Jesus. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, that there are still secular artists, poets of our day who are speaking your truth, whether it's intentional or not, whether they know it or not, they're speaking your truth. Lord, thank you that we have your word that can test these things. But Lord, ultimately, I just pray for each and every one of us as we're hearing this message, God, or that you would help us to find the joy that lasts, to find the, the joy that is in you, that is better than anything in this world, the joy that comes because we have you and would help us to realize that with you there's no bad days because we have you. There's no bad days. Jesus, help us to realize that. Lord, help us to celebrate others and not push other people down to try to get ahead and to pursue selfishness, but Lord, to celebrate others so that we can be a people of community and, and rejoice together and feel good together and have this celebration of Jesus' accomplishments together. And Lord, when those times come, and for those who are facing hardships right now, 
Lord, help them. Or maybe this message even is helping them, just giving them permission to feel good. That they don't have to force sadness, but we can feel good because we have you, because we're rooted in you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Don't forget, sign up for youth camp, digital youth camp. Get online today, mcthechurch.com. Make sure you're there. See you guys.